welcome to a bonus episode a, on uh, July 10th, uh, 2021 of Dan Excelsior, the Mar- Mostly Marvel podcast. I'm Dennis, uh, and I'm the, the, the same nerd that keeps coming back here and bringing my friends along to just talk nerdy about, about everything Marvel and sometimes stuff that's not Marvel. Uh, I just really wanted to have an opportunity. You know, we held our podcast uh, as usual on Fridays. Uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific, and as much as we we like talking everything Marvel, then I felt like it wasn't going to be fair considering that Loki also came out this week. Uh, the same, you know, it wasn't going to be fair to, to the audience to expect them to watch Loki and Black Widow and still show up at eight o'clock and while working a full workday, even though everybody on my panel already did that exact thing. Yeah. To be not fair, my problem. I didn't I didn't, sh- I didn't show up at eight o'clock, so. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. true. You did show up late, and and uh, crap. and and there you go. But so uh, since you can hear, if you if you're not watching us live right now, uh, we I do have a group of people, and I just wanted to let them introduce themselves really quick before we just talk all about this. And please know that the intent of having this bonus episode today, one day after the movie officially released, was we plan to spoil. So I'm getting that out of the way right now. We're going to talk spoilers. If you still haven't watched Black Widow. By now, come back, watch it, come back, and uh, you can hear our hot takes and, and everything fun. But here we go. Let's let's introduce each other. You want to go first, Ricky? Uh, I mean, if you're listening to this, you should know who I am. <laughs> At this <Dang>. point, <laughs> somebody's got the ego now. He's too, he's too big for this little it's podcast. Too, you know, too big. That's why I'm on, on the start. top of this chain right, chain right here. But yes. No, I mean the MCU's back, baby. Back in theaters, at least. So, <laughs> all right, who's next? Hi, all, I'm Lindsay. Uh, joining today, I'm a artist illustrator and a UX researcher supporting independent creators. I just watched this movie a few hours ago, and I'm already wearing the Florence Pugh hairstyle, and I've got my vest ready to <laughs> oh. go. Wait, how and many? Ready pockets? to chat yeah. today. It does not have enough pockets. <laughs> it doesn't have enough pockets. I've got some like here in the shirt, and I've got a couple on the vest, but not as many as Florence for sure. And uh, I want to talk so Frank? much. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say I want to talk so much more about that. Let's get Frank. My name is Frank. Yeah, I got. I, I, I think we lost the nice. audio there. Nice. I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it paused. It paused when I was delivering my uh, my soliloquy. Damn it! You sh- you showed off yes. the tattoos though, like the finger yeah. tattoos, yeah. which not everyone gets to see all the time. Yeah, yeah. you see those tattoos. Does often. this movie nice. warrant a Black Widow tattoo on Frank? No, I've always, uh, I have wanted one though. <laughs> what would you get? What kind of Black Widow tattoo? I would just get her symbol, like uh, probably on my wrist. I think. The hour not on your stomach yeah, the hourglass. Mm-hmm. would you get it right here would, like, right, right, right below your belly button, button. yeah yeah right yeah. on the belly button you can get a belly button piercing with the gem as the as the symbol yeah oh, would you get yes. would you get would you get a tracker installed underneath it yeah oh dude hell yeah i would and that way um i could buzz into buildings like secure buildings and stuff Be like, with your stomach yeah your stomach at it do it well uh, well, this is like I said before. This is going to be uh, this is a bonus episode, so it's not the normal thing we do. So we're not going to be talking about news. We're not going to be talking about uh, you know just random stuff or or even Loki today, um, other than maybe if we do compare it. But uh, you know, if you're there in the comment section and you have questions or you just have hot takes of your own, 
let us know, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll chime in uh, on those as well. Uh, but yeah, I just want to know, like going around, like starting with Lindsay, uh, first off, what were your, what were your impressions of this movie? Like how did, how did it read to you? Yeah, so this was an interesting experience for me. Um, like I said, I just watched it a couple hours ago, so I'm still like letting everything percolate. Um, but Dennis actually had me watch the opening sequence to the movie f- yesterday. Um, so I mm-hmm. saw that first, and then we stopped it. Um, and then I went and like watched the whole thing. So it was, it was really weird because I had a very different reaction to like that first 15 minutes compared to the rest of the movie um so i reacted unexpectedly emotionally to those first that first intro sequence i think part of it is just like my own personal experience um i'm like an older sister and so i don't know i just feel like they really nailed that initial relationship between those two little girls Mm -hmm. and i just love the banter between um the two women like so much like throughout the movie um yeah so that part actually hit me pretty hard um but then when i went back and watched the whole thing like honestly my reaction was a little bit like "Mm, i don't know guys Mm. like there were some cool parts but uh some of it was a bit marvelized for me with all the like crazy action and stuff um so yeah i mean i didn't hate it i didn't like absolutely love it i think there were some really cool moments and relationships that they explored um and just eager to hear what everyone else thought i do have i do have a question before before we move on um because Mm -hmm. uh you said something that's really important i know that the four of us love to use as a shorthand we like to say, and I think Frank coined the term first, possibly, but we like to say they marvelize things, right? <laughs> and I think each of us might have a slightly different interpretation of that. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, Lindsay, before we move on to Frank and Ricky, what is your what is your definition when you say that they marvelize something? What do you mean by that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so I think in this context, I'm really thinking more about like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just to get that out of the way um so definitely within marvel movies uh i have noticed like a very clear structure um that they have you know they like to have a certain amount of crazy action Mm -hmm. um they love to have like the mini boss and then like the big boss and like going through that whole piece of it and then they also throw in like humor at various points um but i think for me uh what i mean here is they really focus on like the action and like maintaining that structure um maybe above like some of the thematic elements of the story that i thought would be more interesting to explore so that's what i mean by that just like that focus on the action the structure over the character development it's like so funny that you say that because i i had read like a uh you know so just some reviews and thoughts of people online and someone pointed out that like story beat for B, it's very similar to Captain Marvel in terms of like, you have a fight, fight, story moment, fight, fight, like to the T, it's it's all it's all part with Captain Marvel. So like I like Lindsay was saying, there's just a they've I mean, this is 24, you know, the 24th movie, they know what they're doing, but they they uh there's a you know, there's a system in place for, for what they what they do with these types of movies, you know. Some mm-hmm. you start off with some action, you know cool off for a little bit bring in some action have a have a character moment here and there so i don't want to say it's like the most uh most break breaker 
uh, they're not breaking ground in terms of storytelling, but I mean, it does make it less entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I want to recognize too that like having a set structure is just like a script writing convention, especially for like big budget movies. You know, you want to make sure that you're entertaining your audience and getting like your money's worth out of it. So I'm not mm-hmm. knocking them too much for having that structure. Um, but yeah, oh, wait, wait. I, did, I did feel in this case it was a little at expense of some other things. I want to add one more thing to what you just said about uh, that. Uh, we also have to check in with China to make sure that they're okay with what we do. <laughs> and then and then all, all the other things that you said. I mean, you're not wrong. There is there, there were definitely consideration of a taskmaster, like in yep. just his, his appearance well, alone. But I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill, though. I'm fine with mm-hmm. the the gay Kylo Ren look or the um, uh, Skeletor or uh, what's another thing that we can call him? Her, her, the thing we can call her. I'm used to calling him a him because he's been a him in so many other projects. Oh, wait, are you guys, uh, are we, are we in the spoilers surprised? Right I already said, I already said I we're in spoilers a while ago. So you want, I mean, I wanted to make you surprised by the reveal, inch. by the way, or not, not so much, not even close. I yeah, wasn't, neither was I. I, I I literally saw the trailer with Lindsay two years ago, and I said, that's a woman. I I said, that's really? a woman. I did. Mm-hmm. Did Lindsay, did I not? Did I not say that? I don't remember, but I you trust son you. Of a, <laughs> son of a. <laughs> I trust you. For I mean, for yeah. me, like, once they introduced the daughter, um, I was pretty sure the daughter was going to be the taskmaster. Yeah. But, um no, I mean, I agree. I think just certain like elements of the costume kind of read as female to me. Um, I was telling someone else this, uh, but specifically like around the like wrist of the costume, it just yeah. felt really thin and just kind of the way they were placing yeah. Taskmaster. So I wasn't but surprised. Do you think she was actually it? Oh, good. Also, also the gate, the gate of how uh, she walked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Red woman yeah. to me completely. I mean, but yeah. did you think she was actually in the suit doing... I don't know if that, that actress was in the suit, but I do believe there was probably a, a, a mix female of men and men and women. Like because like it, it could yeah. I mean, if we're gonna talk about like that specific reveal, the one thing that pulled me out of this movie is when she takes off the helmet for the first time and you see her head on this like obviously buff ass body. And there, I didn't, there, I, didn't I, I didn't read it as yeah, obviously buff ass. I felt like it was so it was disproportionate. To her physique, like have you I, never seen. Have you never seen RoboCop, bro? I I, I read it as a as a partially uh, bionic body. I didn't read yeah. it as. But then, but why not mention as, that? You know, why not say? You know, why they, not mention? They, they kind of did. Because, they because plugged, we were sick of the exposition already at that point. They they kind of did. They plug things into her head to show her mm-hmm. how to yeah, learn. She was like plugged in the Matrix. Yeah, but yeah, she, she was like bionic. Tie into like you don't know if she's bionic. Yeah, she's literally if she is bionic. If they plug things into her head and upload, and upload uh, skills and, and stuff to her, yes, mm. she is bionic. Well, if I, I mean, that is given Ricky the benefit of the doubt, um, they could have uploaded it to her helmet. Yes. Could, yeah. yeah. And then, then maybe she inserted like a chip, visor. right? So at minimum, she does have a chip. Yeah, chip she has a chip on body. The, by definition, that makes her bionic. Yeah. Well, there you okay. go. The yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I tried Ricky. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. So, She'll say, but yeah, the. That whole thing just seemed that really looked off to me. That that specific mm-hmm. reveal. That's I mean, fair. Uh, women like uh, Katie O'Brien, they kind of mm-hmm. have like smaller heads, but like her back, her back is super muscular. Like she's she's a really muscular mm-hmm. woman, and uh, 
Um, I don't know. It, it could read us off in, in that case, but I think she's really muscular and she's a talented actress too. So yeah, I think I think it's hard to say considering we didn't get to see anything besides the neck on her. So mm -hmm. we don't know how much is armor. We don't know how much is is mm -hmm. muscle. You or know robot, what I mean? Like robot arm. Yeah, robot arms, robot legs. We don't know any of that. You know, like no. they never cut. They never cut her. They never shot her. Uh, she never. She never took injury other than. You know, like blunt, blunt force, blunt force. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so you have no way of knowing what's under that suit. Um, mm -hmm. But I could just I just read it as it's going to be a woman uh, when especially when she did the, the ScarJo poses like I was like, yeah, this is that's probably a woman. That's probably the twist. I just felt like that was what they were going to surprise people with. Uh, you know, two years ago, I thought it was probably going to be Yelena, but I didn't want it to be. Uh, but over the years, you know, like I, I like when it became apparent that like clearly Yelena is something that they want to to move forward with in in other mm -hmm. you know other other stories. I was like, yeah, it's probably not Yelena. So when I watched the movie, I was like, okay, it's clearly not Yelena. The more and more I watch this movie, it's, especially because there's moments where she's chasing Yelena, I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm pretty sure it's not Yelena. You know, so uh, but yeah, I didn't mind, but. Uh, Frank, you tell us. Tell us your takes on this movie. Um, just, I mean, the, the quick and dirty take I got is that it's just, it's just McDonald's. It's uh, <laughs> it's just McDonald's all over again. You order um, a Black Widow movie, and you got you got one. Yeah, you yeah. you ordered a Black Widow Big Mac, and you got a Black Widow Big Mac. Um, one thing that that I did feel um, kind of took away from the movie is the. The uh, director's uh, Kate Stout Shortland. 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 Yeah. So Kate Shortland only has done like three other movies, and, and they're they, also been, low budget, right? Yeah, indie mm -hmm. low budget movies. So like, I, I can't figure out the reasoning for giving her the keys to a two hundred million dollar. Oh, Marvel but that's project. like that's Marvel's mo. That's like that's been their formula for a while now. Yeah, like Taika okay. wasn't doing any yeah. high budget shit before before mm -hmm. um, sure. Thor. Like. But they're like, just there to get the, the story beats in. Well, my, my point of that was is that uh, she didn't seem to have the experience um, that other directors might have had. Like the Russo brothers might have made a differently crafted movie. Um, mm -hmm. and so, so so would anyone else, uh, really. But um, I liked her. I, I liked what I thought I was going to get in the first 15 minutes of it. And this, this, is, this is typical Marvel stuff, I think, at this point. And um, I, I liked what she would have brought to the table, but I feel like she was starting to do her magic on it, on the movie, on making the movie. And then like Feige came by and he's all like, Hey, what are you cooking in the kitchen here? Here, here. Uh, no, no, put this, put this in here. No, put this in here. No, put this in here. Yeah. And then I feel like, like she kind of lost what she was trying to show mm -hmm. in the movie. And, um, and I feel like that's, that's also because she's still the junior director and, uh, not she, she's not as seasoned as someone else would be like the Russo brothers might stand up for themselves a little more. Um, yeah. I, yeah mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't love speculating on them just cause you know, the almighty dollar <laughs> yeah. ha, has power. Um, but I do totally agree with you. I think where the movie shown were in those character driven moments, which I'm assuming is what she mm -hmm. was able to bring to the table is like those yeah. connections between the sisters or between like that family unit. Um, and I just got a little bit bored by the action, not because there was anything yeah, wrong with the action to me. It's just, 
Yeah, I was just more interested in other stories at this point, just because mm-hmm. of the history of Marvel and seeing the same structure in so many other movies. Um, yeah, and I, I can't really speculate whether or not she'd be able to like fight for a vision that's outside of that cookie cutter thing, just because you know they're the ones yeah. writing the checks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. And yep. you know that's totally expected. But like, if if they're going to continue with this mo, they need to. I don't know, maybe hire a couple directors or something like that. I don't know. Otherwise, we're going to keep getting this cookie cutter stuff. And, I'd like and they, to and they, they do. I mean, that's why um, yeah. the Scott, Scott Derrickson left the Doctor Strange and, uh, sequel. Ed, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yep. Dipped out on Ant-Man. Well, well, Scott Derrickson supposedly left because he was told he would get to direct a, a, a movie with horror elements. And then Doctor Strange ended up being zero horror elements through the whole yeah. movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. or just like uh, let them, let them yeah. do the wacky stuff that they yes. really yes. want to do. I mean, I think we've been seeing this in the, the shows too, right? Like um, just from hearing conversations uh, when y'all are talking about the shows, like I think everyone here really enjoys those kind of non-Marvel moments or like the themes we think we're going to get. And then we yeah. start getting disappointed when they throw in, um, like the action and the standard structure. So maybe the solution is more just step back and like, let it be a legion, mm-hmm. like let it be, you guys have made so much money at this point. Maybe it doesn't have to appeal to absolutely everyone. Yeah. Take a couple risks. Yeah. China, who cares? Um, <laughs> but no, I, I really think um, in addition to that, like, like someone like the, and I, I just, I brought up the Russo brothers just cause they've come back a couple times and done a couple mm-hmm. of and I, I think uh, I, I was touching on this last night that phase one, I think, was the best Marvel. And I know that's a big hot take because some of the better movies came later. But I think phase one, I'd rather watch a creative movie like Thor with its stupid Dutch angles um, than watch like 10,000 um, churned out McDonald's uh, Marvel movies. You bring up a, like a good point there, Frank, because there's not – see, I can, I can touch on this. There's not a known space in the MCU now that doesn't have its own visual language at this point. The MCU space looks a certain way. Um, Asgard is kind of set in stone the way it's it's designed. Uh, you know, you kind of have some play with some of the like interplanetary stuff, but you know, each destination it has its own visual link. You know, visuals set in stone already so you're not really playing with anything new at this point what you are are you saying that as somebody who versed in the marvel universe because there's a plenty of places that they haven't visited yet i'm okay i'm just for the future of the current current stories yeah even for black widow though i felt like they had developed a black widow specific like red Mm -hmm. room visual language that we haven't necessarily seen before yeah try to bring some of like um, like that Russian element, like the mm-hmm. industrial element. And then um, also once we got to the Red Room, uh, you know, that whole techno thing, because, you know, obviously they're trying to push back a little bit about uh, against like um, tech and like tech industry and all that stuff. In addition to everything about like human trafficking and all those other themes. That they <laughs> and free will and there. stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they do, you know, establish different visual languages for each of the properties. Um, but I yeah. do agree with you. They, they tr- have um, something set. Like uh, we've talked about when Menderding on the show too. And like everything. Min- minor ding. Yeah. Minor ding. Yes. Thank you. I can minor, minor ding. Properly. Yeah. 
Um, But yeah, I mean, I know he does him and his team do a lot of work in like establishing that look and feel and creating like a style Bible. So I agree with you that they do have that set and Mm -hmm. they try to bring those elements. But I also feel like, you know, there's so many other places they can go. Um, And whenever we do see new properties, I do see an establishment of a new visual language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I, I get what you're trying to say is that there has to be a visual consistency across all of it. Uh, but that's just so it can work when we do the big giant Avengers fives and yeah. six and seven, you know, like, so there has to be that. But at the same time, I, I am really impressed how they keep uh, creating new ones. Like, right. The TVA, the TVA is exactly, its own, yeah. look, its own cool its own looking thing. thing. Uh, I think like Lindsay was saying, like one of the things we were pointing out when we were watching the movie uh, today is like, like some of the settings are really cool and it's not necessarily settings we've seen before in the movie. Uh, or in the in the in the franchise before, um, uh, yeah. But the red room specifically, they chose to make it look different than the glimpse that Joss Whedon gave us in Age of Ultron. He gave us old school red room, right? And this is mm-hmm. the this is the uh, Russian take on Shield version of of the red room. Like it said, it moves anyway. Well, so, well yeah, I yeah. saw probably the red room Natasha was in, right? And then. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think at back when she was in it, it was a it was a physical place. Yeah. And then you know she grew up, and and at some point they probably turned it into something comparable to a shield a, a government contract, and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you guys are curious, like I I really like the movie, but like I de- I definitely set I set a bar for myself. I I don't call I don't. I don't necessarily call it as cynical as Frank does, like the McDonald's <laughs> thing, uh, but I do. I do have a, a very lower uh, lowered bar nowadays because for me, I always say the the last movie I ever wanted to expect anything from was Infinity War, and ever since that, I've just been along for the ride. I really enjoy what I get because I, I, you know, I'm a longtime fan of Marvel comics, and so I just like seeing how they interpret the, the things the places and the people that I grew up reading in comics, I want to see how they trans translate to the screen. Uh, mm-hmm. But beyond that, I, I have very little, um, I have very little that I hold dear to like what they can and can't do with those things. So it, it generally leads to me having a more positive outlook on things. Um, and if, and if, you know, when going into this movie, uh, I honestly I don't care that much about the Black Widow in general, like in the in, the, in the comics, in the comics or or in the movies. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, uh, she's 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 fun in the movies. I think I think Joss made her have a really cool moment in in Avengers with Loki, where she uh, just Feige, if you're listening, we don't all take his his side. That's fine. You don't have to. But like, I think I think she had a cool moment. But you know, it's always kind of awkward when you have to like justify. Well, why are why are Black Widow and Hawkeye there when you got Thor and Hulk and Iron? You know, like it's it's funny, and and I know there are there are purposes for them, but I wasn't like, oh man, the Black Widow movie was the thing I needed in my life, you know. So when I went to go see this movie, I was like, you know what? I really love Florence Pugh. Like everything I've seen her in has just mm-hmm. been awesome. I just want to watch Florence Pugh be awesome, and I wasn't disappointed at all because of that. That was no. my bar. That was my bar, and yeah. and 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 so I came out of that movie like, hell yeah, Florence Pugh was awesome. And I, I would be curious yeah. on the the Black Widow movie we didn't get, since this is kind of pigeonholed in this specific time, in in MCU, 
you know like what if her what if she got a movie earlier what do you mean like you a, like a phase one black widow movie yeah phase one or phase two it know? would have been incredibly sexist it would have been super <laughs> it was already sexist it like, was it whenever was. she would show up in any scene like it was always yeah. like, she's a monster for not having a uterus yeah, yeah um, i'm okay with them what was bleeding. his name uh bruce bruce banner landing on the boobies yeah. Um, oh, I mean that's. Yeah. It would have been. At least, at least been gross. We got, yeah. yeah, we got we got Florence right. Yeah. Um, how did everyone feel about her performance and her character? I love her performance and I love her character. I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't love her accent. I know everyone's talking about how great her accent was, but now I've been. <laughs> I'm all like, am I wrong about this? And I've been studying Russian accents well, now. Give it. Lindsay, give it two Lindsay, movies and it'll go away. Lindsay has an awesome hot take on the accent that I think you're gonna like, Frank. Go, go for it. Yeah, so my my hot take was I okay. Someone can correct me in comments or later on if I'm wrong. Um, I do have like a cognitive science background in um, from school, and my my whole thought was, you know, I don't think she should have had one um, because a lot of times, like when you're starting to form like that base yes. level language understanding and like what phonemes, like what sounds you're able to produce and hear, yeah. um, that usually happens like in younger ages and since she was in ohio <laughs> supposedly yes. i think from three years old to six, to six to years six, old six, yeah. that's like prime language learning time so she should have already picked up those american phonemes um and then when she went she went back to russia um she would have mainly been speaking in russian i'm assuming so i don't think that she should really have had an accent like honestly i think she would have probably spoken with like more of an american American, you know American. an american if, if accent if anything but, the russian would have had an american accent right yeah brains are so plastic at that age who knows i could totally be wrong if there are any other well, like the, the neurology nerds who red room mind know. control allowed her to speak russian yeah there, there you go. go yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah. but what but, accent, what, though. but in all honesty though like what is the tactical benefit of of training a super spy to speak with a russian accent yeah, you'd you know I mean? want them like, to like I mean, blend into whatever it was. So either like, she would speak with like a British accent or like a South African yeah. accent, so, something that's where English is the I, I, native I language a lot of, that, of that like, region. In, yeah, um, in like uh, not Asia, but like uh, kind of Eastern Europe or like uh, Russia and stuff like that. A lot of those people um, use like English accents. Like yeah, know, yeah, like. like like I think a lot of the times in the comics and stuff, it was it was kind of a back and forth, right? Like like I, I don't know for me, but I I always I was like, does she speak with a Russian accent or does she speak with an Eng uh, American accent? But then when ScarJo, you know, first showed up in Iron Man two, for a while I was like, wait, is this is this is she putting on a show? Does she actually speak with a Russian accent? But but she never did right like she and then i started thinking about it, i was like you know what that actually makes more sense to me because like if you want to be a really good spy no accents no accent right yeah mm -hmm. no accents and, and ever besides, besides that they're they're all supposed to be like superhuman so like i would expect them to know like seven languages and not have an accent in any of them but they exactly. weren't yeah, I, yeah. I didn't I read mean, them. there's that there's that moment too where one of them spoke in finnish right mm -hmm. and then black widow like yeah. understood but they weren't immediately. they so weren't I think spies they yeah well, uh Natasha was a spy. Black right. Widows, they're, they're more assassins. You're right. No, but there's literally, there's literally 50 of them planted of them all over the world. Yeah, for assassin work. I'm not, I never took no. them as spies. But, but, they, they still have to blend in. They still have no, the they dude, have to blend in. That's the, the whole point of the Red guy, Room. I forget his name now. Drakov. Oh, Drakov. So Drakov, he was saying, or 
Somebody was saying that Florence's character was mainly an assassin. She was the best child assassin. It was the Red Guardian. Yeah. Oh, that's her dad. Uh, yeah. Alexi was saying that she was yeah, the yeah, yeah. most ruthless yeah. child assassin ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. accent, well, accents yours. aside, though, like, what did we think about, like, her actual performance or the character? I loved I, I her. I didn't really like her juxtapositioned against Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't learn anything new from Scarlet with her juxtaposition. I feel like she would have been better served, I think, in her own movie um, without mm. Black Widow, I think, in, in, in my opinion. Oh, sorry. Early on, in, in, in the beginning, I like that. I like the way that they were bonding as sisters. Uh, later okay. on, All I, right. think, I think gotcha. we, we didn't need that anymore um, because it didn't really inform us too much about Black Widow. It felt kind of jarring, to be honest, because mm-hmm. we've never gotten that from Black Widow bef- before. So it just seems like they're just kind of throwing it in there. Um, it, it felt really hamfisted the way they, they they put it in there. It wasn't it wasn't smooth. Um, I thought it. I thought the fact that we've never gotten it before was telling about Natasha as a character. Right? Is that we've never gotten to experience the full range of her of her. Uh, emotion because she's always guarded you know she's always guarded elements of herself so this was like this was harder for her to hold back because they were moments from her childhood and Mm -hmm. she's never talked about them before so i didn't find it jarring i found it cool i found it cool to see her showing more expression in her face than she has before well Um, my position would be that it should be it should have been yelena's movie and not ScarJo's movie is what I'm saying. Well, it kind of was actually. Feige said uh, that that was the intent of this movie was for it to be both of their movies, because the more and more they saw Florence Pugh's performance, the more he they they tweaked the movie to be a vehicle for her as well. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of felt like that's what it was. Like well, so, more tweaks is what I want. Would would have wanted would have wanted from this movie <laughs> for Florence Pugh. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But check out this alligator. Oh yeah, God. I was trying to figure out if you like brought I, it up I, for a reason earlier. Uh, the Funko. <laughs> I, that was I, 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 I literally I sent <laughs> like that to Ricky yes, yesterday. By the way, but oh I didn't, I didn't put them on there. Uh, leggings. No Funko no, on no. on the show. It's nice. Anyways, oh, we got that. we got oh, limited limited time to work oh, with here. Um, uh, Ricky, what was your take on Florence? I liked her. She was she was great. I mean, she's a uh, a great addition to the ever expanding. Uh, universe of the mcu uh i'm excited to see her come back in hawkeye um which well, that was already confirmed before yeah, this movie is, is that what you were trying to say last night uh dennis Th- uh, there was something you were trying to say last night last and night i, 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 I assumed was, it was that no it was about valentina oh mm-hmm. it was it was it, it had something to do with valentina that oh. that that they are uh they're well, establishing you know, uh, now we know uh, why she's in the Black Widow show, or sorry, in, in the Hawkeye show. In the Hawkeye show, yeah, yeah, Hawkeye, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the context specifically, but I was referring to Valentina, and I didn't okay. want to. I didn't want to spoil that for for Ricky because he had said he hadn't finished the movie, and I was like, oh, well, okay. I want I want to bring it back to the, the Taskmaster stuff. So the oh. reveal happens. Are you are you happy with with that? Do you think we'll get another Taskmaster? Are you happy with, you know, the Taskmaster 
if Drakov's daughter is the taskmaster moving forward with. Okay, I'll answer first. I want to bring it back to Florence Pugh because I wasn't done. Uh, <laughs> and Ricky loves doing that. He never lets me. He never lets me talk about about the stuff I want to talk about. Um, you were uh, so polite during the Avengers Campus talk. Too. I was, wasn't I? Out of, out I was. Everyone, out of everyone, I, you were the one. I did got, that on purpose so that got today, a half hour. He did that to me. I could ex- immediately redirect back uh, i just wanted to make it clear like uh, my favorite scene in the entire movie uh was the scene in the car where she's talking about her jacket and the reason is because i read all the context of that scene which was she's a younger sister who's idolized her her, her older sister and to the point where her older sister became a freaking avenger right and so she's having this moment where she's trying to bond and she's trying to reconnect with somebody who's been gone from her life for so long and she's just like she's like hey do you, do you, what do you think of my jacket? Do you, do you like it? You know, like, and when she finally caves in, like, cause at first she's kind of giving her shit about it. Right. Like she's, she's making it feel like, Oh, that's a lot of pockets. But then she's like, no, it's a, it's a really, it's a really cool jacket. And she's like, I know. Right. It's so cool. You know? And so for me that sold their relationship for the whole movie. So you're right. I didn't need more moments like that. Like, I, like for me, I was just like, I'm on board with this character for the rest of the movie because she she gave me little sister vibes and like I really I really appreciated that I fully understood her character at that moment in that in the movie. With that, I was totally happy with not getting more Taskmaster. I don't need more. I don't care about Taskmaster. I don't know why I don't know why people do. It's Taskmaster's yeah, I, I, Taskmaster's like like Darth Vader from uh Yeah. from A New Hope. Like he's just, he's just a thug. Like, he's a it's a gimmick. He's not space Jesus. Always, he doesn't yeah. need to be space Jesus. Yeah. Taskmaster is mm-hmm. just a gimmick. So like I was fine with like I know there's fans out there that hardcore Taskmaster fans that are probably really pissed at like one, you know, hardcore, how about hardcore sexist Taskmaster fans that are really pissed that it wasn't a dude. really niche group. Yeah, a very uh, niche group. They're uh, actually on Twitter, a lot of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm, they are. I'm sure they are. But I, I just care. I thought like, that, that reveal like in the context of the story, like why Taskmaster, you know, like if Drakov's super proud of his super woman death squad, why cover up your your daughter, you know, in the super. Yes, why indeed, Ricky? Yeah, think, 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 think about indeed? that for a second. Why, why, <laughs> I think why, I... why, would, why would a man steal a bunch of little girls and mm-hmm. make them wear incredibly sexy costumes all the time and go off and seduce men? And then when it comes to his daughter, he wants her completely covered up. Why would that happen? Hmm. What does that say about him psychologically? Yeah, you're right. It makes <laughs> you're right. It makes sense. But putting putting a chip yeah, in her, yeah. like that's okay. Like I would love to put a chip in my daughter. Her. Oh my he wants God. to control all all the women in his life. What if where Taskmaster has to do a sexy mission? I was gonna. Where well, he, chip, he doesn't designed. want his daughter to do Wait, that. Hold on no. a second. And he hold wants complete control over her. Five seconds or five minutes ago, you were defending the accent because you said Yelena doesn't have to be a spy. She's just an assassin. And now you're saying, well, what if Taskmaster has to do a sexy mission? You well, can't I'm trying, trying to bring too, I'm, man. What I'm like, trying to get at is, and I don't have the, the answer, answer, answer for it. Like Skeletor Mask? Like why, hey, why, why Taskmaster? Like I felt... I want to say I felt like another character could have been slotted in as the ruse. Tell me the character you're thinking. I don't of. know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You like? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just Taskmaster doesn't seem like that character to me. I why? after watching the movie, that character did exactly what Taskmaster does. Mm-hmm. 
and, and nothing more or less than what Taskmaster does. Taskmaster is a mimic, and that's yeah. the whole gimmick. That's, of his, it. that's his whole thing. Uh, but so I, I, I think I guess Taskmaster could have been like a trainer, I guess. She was like double controlled as well, right? Because she had the chip and yeah. then she was also controlled with the or triple controlled. Chip, so yeah. chip, chemicals and uh, the behavioral control on top mm-hmm. of that. So he was just yeah. really layering it on his daughter. I yeah. mean, I think narratively to me, it made sense. Um, with that being said, I don't really have a strong connection to Taskmaster. Like I don't have an emotional connection to the mm-hmm. character. Um, but I, I felt like it made sense and it was okay for me. Um, I think they were trying to comment on like control of women and technology. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think they fed back to that too at, at the very end when she was finally freed and she was like, oh, is he gone? Is he dead? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the only way that she can be free of that is by her father dying. You know what yeah. I mean? And then I, they, they I, sent her off to the Black Widow home for wayward well, she'll she'll continue to wear the costume that her her father made. Well, her I do, I do in the have next a five movies. I, I do have a contextual like headcanon that I created for why Taskmaster when I was watching the movie, uh, because uh, you see in the beginning of the movie they're watching videotapes of the fights that took place at in, during Civil War. Civil War is kind of like the perfect, uh, the perfect test test bed for a taskmaster character right and so this universe takes place right after civil war where i mean you have to assume there are cameras at an airport right so if cameras have recorded all of the avenger all of the known superheroes ever all fighting then the story after civil war like directly after it that would be really cool if they just took their test robot you know their test their test uh, taskmaster and loaded it up with all of that just to see how it goes. So you could, Ricky, you Ricky could didn't want to hear that shit. Yeah, I know. So you could call that a beta test, you know, like for all for all you know. I think Ricky's somebody was coming it. in. Yeah. He's so, not so for me, in this in the context of when it took place in the story, tax taskmaster made perfect sense because mm-hmm. that at the time was the peak of all the Marvel superheroes that we'd ever the world had ever seen. Right? W- wasn't Taskmaster also one of the um, villains that change that flip sides in civil war well, he's like a mercenary right he's yeah taskmaster eventually becomes somebody who works for shield and and yeah. trains he trains, trains agents john walker right mm, i don't john walker is it predates taskmaster as far as being good mm-hmm. like taskmaster was still bad way back in that, in that time. <laughs> um but yeah um, I, and i i also kind of associate taskmaster with being one of the um the middle tier Avengers villains, like that's not, yeah, like it's like yeah. it's always silly when Taskmaster fights, like you know, like anybody outside of Captain America or Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, uh, fight Thor, uh, pull that bullshit yeah, Thor. See exactly, you're done. You're done if you fight any other Avengers. So if he didn't fight Cap, he better fight Black Widow. That's that's mm-hmm. that's the easy take, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, well, it, yeah. I think did you who didn't speak on Blackwood or um, Taskmaster yet. You, me. Oh, wait. Did Lindsay? Lindsay speak on Taskmaster? Yes, oh, just did. just about the control. I did. I did. Dang, mm-hmm. You guys did some good things. I don't really have thoughts on Taskmaster. Okay. I, I wanted to change the subject, but it sounds like Ricky or you were going to say no, something. Go for it. I, I was I was going to ask another one just because I I was curious if Jason you guys if you guys caught any Easter eggs like if you had if you had Easter eggs that you liked in that movie. Mm. Nothing really stood out Easter egg wise no. to me. No. I'm not. I'm not Easter egg person. 
So you got Frank. She's not the the Ready Player One nerd. Frank, you you didn't catch you didn't catch Ursa Major. Ursa Major? No, I didn't. Okay, so the big the big giant guy that that uh, arm wrestles Alexi, um, and and calls him out on his on his Captain America bullshit. Yeah. Uh, he calls him. He calls him. Are you calling me a liar, Ursa? Um, and then when he breaks his arm, he says, "Some big bear." Um, I oh, think okay. that was they were referencing the, the character Ursa Major. Yeah, bear, who is uh, in the comics? Ursa Major is an uh, a mutant that bear. turns into a, an actual yeah. bear. He turns into a bear. Um, so I thought that was a cool nod to the Winter Guard, and then another Winter Dino, Dynamo. Exactly. Shout out. Yeah. Another another Winter Guard uh, shout out was was the Crimson Dino, Dynamo. So I think they, they really wanted this to be set in the Cold War. I feel like, and like it just didn't oh, yeah. line up line up right. Like guys. like yeah. Like what's the uh, the other oh, Black Widow movie? But, uh, should I pull? I want I wanted to change the subject, but should I bring a positive or a negative? Like what do we want right now? What do we want right now? I just want to know anything Inter- we want to share. Interesting conversational topic. Yeah, is what I want. Go, you got um, one. I want to talk about the characterization of, of Black Widow through this. I, I really liked mm-hmm. um, their all, all through her arc's been like kind of the dubious um, spy thing. Like especially it, that really shined it in uh, Civil War when it was like, ooh, she's on team tony oh wait she's on team cap you know she has the dubious allegiances and stuff like that and she always mm-hmm. says oh i'm russian um but in this one like she really took it she she became a hero she like showed really heroic things like mm-hmm. she, she didn't shy away from that like she normally does she, she she'll normally like do something like kind of sketchy in the movies but this one like every every choice that she had to make she made the hero choice like saving um saving taskmaster and uh like well, even trying to like, save that widow that tried to stab her. The the widow that tried to stab her, or yeah. the pig. Like, I love that. I, I I love that. Even though they didn't show her trying to do it, the 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 directing and like everything about the scene made sure to show you that everybody at the prison was damn trying their hardest to get indoors before the avalanche hit. So they wanted to make it clear that they weren't intentionally killing everybody there. She looked actually really annoyed that 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 Yelena blew up the bell tower or the tower, yeah. sniper tower and, and cause an avalanche. But, but yeah, for your, you are correct. I think, I think she did behave heroically. She was definitely trying not to kill people in this movie. Um, and that, cool. that was cool. I always. Oh, good. Go Sorry. I'm choking. Go for it. <clears throat> it's, it's watching this movie just made kind of interesting to me. Like, and Captain Marvel has a similar problem where she's wearing the black widow suit throughout the MCU which is obviously something that caused her a lot of trauma. It's like, why still rep the the logo? I still rep the gear. Oh man! To, to answer that question, Ricky, I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. So every Pokemon game that I've ever gotten, I've named mm-hmm. my main character Sassy. I've always named it Sassy, and Sassy was the name of the dog that destroyed my Return of the or my Empire Strikes Back DVD. And I've always hated that dog, and I've always hated the fact that. I have a box set of Star Wars without Empire Strikes Back in good condition. It's kind of like why some people get uh, tattoos too, right? Is to to learn from something in their life, and or to always be reminded of it. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. uh, other other than that, I would say, um, she just looks cool. 
Like she looks cool when she's doing it. Like sometimes yeah, you overthink mean, this a, shit. I mean, that's a fine defense. I mean, honest, on, honestly, Ricky, I think the answer is probably when they made the original character, they weren't really thinking through her right. trauma. That is my response to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that answer. That answer, right that's a good, there. That's a fine answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elena, look one more time. Where do you guys? Yeah, where do you guys? Love where Florence do you, Pugh. No, no, no. Did this you is, this show is, up on the show. This is this is not about about Florence Pugh specifically, okay. but it's like I'm trying to get us more into the prediction cat uh, area mm-hmm. since we don't have much time left. And I do. It it is kind of awkward because the movie ended in such a way that we know the Black Widow's gone. Um, but there was a post-credit scene that did set up something in the contemporary time, right? It's the only part of the movie that takes place in the now. Um, where do you guys see this going? I mean, uh, based you could base that off of what you know is happening in the in the behind the scenes, or where you'd like to see this. I mean, it doesn't have to be Elena too. It could. Do you think Red Guardian's going to come back? Do you think Melina's going to come back? Are you guys aware that Melina is is also a character named Iron Maiden in Marvel? Melina. And also a character in Mortal Kombat, so that's that's, that's a crossover universe. <laughs> well, I, I meant specifically Molina Vostikov, but yes, you're. I correct. don't know where they come in, where where they would slot in, and and what's they invade Earth announce. I'm not saying I wouldn't yeah. be surprised they show up in any any of the upcoming stuff. I just I am at a loss in what I think they would they would fit in nicely story wise. I, I know what they do. It's uh they do it a heartfelt or attention getting intro. They'd explain the plot, uh, big CG spectacle, Dang, and then the end would be uh, shove future projects up your butt. Uh, there you go. I, I predicted the next Marvel movie. I got it. I got it. She's going to be in. She's going to be in uh, the Hawkeye show, right? Like that's the boring. Elena's in, she is, and Elena's in the yeah. Hawkeye show. Yeah, yeah, and she's probably going to be presented as the antagonist at first. Uh, but you know, we'll, she'll hopefully got to have oh. uh, Kate Bishop fight somebody. Well, yeah. I mean, like she, she and Clint both like Clint, you know Clint, love Clint love her. the same person. Don't right? be sexist. Like, they they both love Nat, so I think they're going to bond over that, um, yeah. which could be interesting and cool. Yeah. I hope they bring Alexi back in some capacity. I really enjoyed uh, that character in general. Uh, I don't know. I just thought he was really funny. Um, I liked all the different lines that he delivered and like his overall characterization, like struggling to put on the suit. Yeah, the, I the beer belly. Like maybe he's gonna be like uh, Peter B. Parker territory, like kind of a funny older <laughs> superhero. That would be really rad. I would be down for that. I, um, I, I like oh, the sorry. underlying the underlying thing of Alexi, but I really hate the overall thing of uh, just men in general being shat on in this movie. Which I mean, it's fine and whatever, but like it just felt like all the men in this movie were incompetent or like just funny. And uh, especially like making his his uh, body, like his fat body, like a big joke. That's just like the the fat Thor again. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that kind of thing. Mm, like, yeah, fair fair enough on that point. It's fair. Um, I'm a, I'm okay with all the men in the movie being idiots this time, given that all the women are usually sex objects in movies. <laughs> sure, yeah. but there were sex objects here still. Like there were so many ass shots of Black Widow in this mm-hmm. that I thought Zack Snyder was all like, "Hey, let me see that camera real quick. Hey, let me see that camera." Like because <laughs> oh, like there was just every time I turned around or every time like I'd be like, "Oh man, this movie. I don't know if I oh ass." 
I mean, yeah, they still any- they still definitely like characterize Black Widow in that way. Um, I I kind of appreciated uh, like Elena seemed to be a little bit of a counterpoint to that. Like mm-hmm. they kept doing the. I, I've told Dennis this a million times, but the, you know, head. I just I think you know Black Widow's hair and what they do with her hair throughout the whole universe is hilarious. It's so ridiculous. Um, you know, they're giving her like $400 like balayage treatments like on her hair, like during, yeah, like during an apocalypse. And even for this movie, like somehow in between her getting raided at Melina's house and then going to the red room, she ended up with like all these super teensy little braids. Like how on earth did that happen? You know, um, and, and they do that kind of thing with her, like all the time, like just really sexualizing her, even when she broke her nose, you know, it had to be like a pretty breaking of the nose. Right. Yeah. Um, but like Elena, they seem to be trying to counter that a teensy little bit. Like they kept her in the same outfit. Mm-hmm. They kept her on the vest. She had like maybe two or three hairstyles for the whole thing. And they were very functional and practical. She, she has so a I hope they're body. signaling. I hope they're signaling a shift in that characterization um, of their female mm-hmm. characters. I mean, on, on that, on that note, I was excited. Sounds weird. I liked that when she was fighting like Yelena or Taskmaster, like uh, when they punched Natasha, like she fucking flew across the room, Dude, you know, that flip, that flip and, on the table where she and you know, it's just like a physics thing. You know, she is a smaller person. So if she takes a hit like that, she's going to go moving in the other direction. And yeah. I, that's something that they haven't shown in the other other movies that's, that's like incorrect. no she hasn't gotten no, yeah. i don't think she's gotten yeah, this yeah. beat up before yeah the, the no they've definitely shown her get fly, flying across the room before yeah for sure um but it it was nice to see it at that scale right because yeah. it's like it's a normal human throwing another human a normal human across the room that mm-hmm. was that was cool because that that like you said that was physics that you're they're showing how you know, they were using the momentum and stuff to, to do these kind of cool moves. Um, uh, fun fact, by the way, like, because uh, when I was talking to you, when I, I saw the movie with my friend earlier today, uh, he was telling me that the story that's uh, in Entertainment Weekly right now is that uh, when they were trying, when they were training together, um, you know, uh, ScarJo and, and Florence Pugh to learn, you know, they had to they had to catch her up so that she could fight like a Black Widow, right? Like, and so as she was learning this, the, the, the moves and stuff and she, with the stunt coordinators there as well, um, she was actually commenting on the pose, like, right. Like the weird, the landing pose and saying how, like, is this doesn't feel natural. Like, is this, is this actually like, does this work? Like in real life, if you land like this, is this correct? And the stunt coordinator is like, Oh God, no, you'd actually probably break your back if you tried to do, tried to do that, like, like that. And so they started laughing about it, like her and ScarJo, because like, They've they've been making ScarJo do this for like ten freaking years, and Florence Pugh just shows up and says like, "This is ridiculous." And so the writers were there on set, and that's that they were they were so amused by that interaction that that's why they incorporated that into the story, and they still tried to find a different visual style for her fighting that was just less over the top, right? Just like it, it was it just felt a little bit more grounded, like some of the stuff she did. And, and I appreciated that she still tried to do the pose just once, just to, just to give <laughs> it to the fans. And, it was a good, good yeah. joke. Yeah. Um, did you feel like the jokes were, were pretty good in general throughout the movie, or did you also feel like they're they undercut, jokes. they undercut a lot of, a, a lot of the... hella undercut. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was, there was a scene in particular, I have it in my notes, but I, I can't find it. So I'm just going to kind of wing it. 
Um, but there's there's a nice bonding moment between Melina and Black Widow when they're talking about the pictures and how she wished that they were real toys and that she could open them up just to yeah. feel like it was okay. Um, and then immediately we get a PP story from Alexi, and I'm like, great, that's cool. But that, that's an example. That's an example of it was in a different room. There was a different thing going on, and then they tell a PP joke. Normally, um, we talk about using humor to diffuse situations. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think that was needed. I think they should let that let that scene breathe a little bit. At least give it a beat or two before immediately diving into PP. <laughs> my god what'd you guys I think did. of uh rick's character her her uh rick exactly oh, oh her, her her dumb sidekick her, her dumb man sidekick yes he was great and dumb and forgettable oh was his name rick yeah i can't oh. remember his last name but his name was rick i i really liked the character um i just didn't i didn't catch the name i like i must have missed it on the subtitle too um i i i actually really thought it was so cool and so super spy of her that she just has her own bug out guy ready to go. Like that's the dream, right? Is that mm-hmm. you would attain such a, le- a level of, of, of status, like status as like, you know, wanted person or, 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 uh, or famous or whatever, but you would just keep on retainer somebody that could help you just exit the world and just go and start a brand new life. That was pretty cool to me. His name's Mason, by the way. Rick, Rick Mason, right? Uh, I don't know, but it just says Mason on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's. I think from? that's why you're. Yeah, I don't know where you got Rick from, and that's what was confusing me. I'm like, who's who's Rick? Who Rick are we Mason, talking about? I think Rick it's, Flag uh, Rick is Flag. the comic book name. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just Mason in the movie. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I I I appreciated uh, the character because I you know he did he did have a, a really good line where you know he tried to ask her are you okay? You know? And she's like, yeah, it's okay. You know, like I got, I got friends and she's, and he's like, Hey, normally people who, who, who need me don't have friends. And yeah, that was a good line. You know, that was a really good line. So, you know, she tried to make it, she tried to make it cold and say like, Hey, I don't pay you to worry about me, you know, but like by the end of the movie, they have their own little arc where she's like, no, you know, you are my friend, but that's, that's all you're going to be. And, I was cool with that. I didn't think he was incompetent at all, by the way, in the movie. I thought he was yeah, pretty cool. He was because they kept totally nag- like nagging on him anytime he brought them something. Like I, they were just like, Oh, you're an idiot. You're an idiot guy. Like they didn't uh, say he's an idiot. They just they were yeah, teasing I him. Really I, I am I am using hyperbole. Okay. So please don't use the the letter of my word, but like <laughs> they were ripping on him every chance they got. And they were like, Finally, you did something good at the end by giving me a sweet jet finally for once in your life and once in your your miserable idiot life you did something good frank did this movie hurt you did you feel like it, personally attacked it, by this no, movie as shit. a as yeah. a masculine no, person i don't care no i don't care he's are they child trafficker were you upset yeah, as, a child, uh, as a child trafficker now that's that's where they really they really put a theme <laughs> yeah, in yeah i didn't right i didn't love them introducing that theme for the five minutes and then i, I wish they, they would have had the ball i didn't love that but like, it's all right just yeah, there was that line about like girls being the most abundant untapped resource, right? 
Yeah, yeah I always feel a little it's bit Dracula though. So like, it's... I always feel a little bit icky about Marvel like using big themes in that way. To be honest, because I don't feel like they do it responsibly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have I have some tension about that. Like, is it better to just never like mention some of these themes ever, or you know, do we only want to mention them in like a more responsible way that's like not generating billions yeah. of dollars? Um, but I mean, they did, they've done point. it before. They do it with like surveillance. Mm-hmm. They do it with um, a number of other things that it's just gamma radiation. <laughs> I mean, the, a lot well, of the they, movies they, they dial it to like seven. They never go themes. full ten in in those in those types of themes. I feel right. Yeah, no, but but but, but she's right. But to be fair, what when when you know because we were talking about the, the the term Marvelize, I actually use Marvelize in that capacity because I think they do do that. They do that all the time, and that's. And that's like why I showed Lindsay only the first 15 minutes of the movie because for me, the first 15 minutes of the movie had all the potential of a million awesome movies, right? It really did. It could have gone in any direction. Like you see this whole crazy thing with the family uprooted and and go to Cuba and stuff and then you get the crazy like music montage of just like – horrible things happening to children and, and, and Russia training them and assassinations and, and Bill Clinton and all these things are just crazy. Right. And I'm like, man, this movie could go anywhere. And then when I saw Lindsay's reaction, I was like, I mean, I promise you they marvelize this movie, you know, like they do. And for me, that's what I, I, I mean by it is like, they always love to touch on themes but they're never willing to go all in on a theme, like a, mm-hmm. a deep theme, you know? So um, I've, I've just come to accept that. And maybe that's the Big Mac. Maybe that's what we, we all kind of mean by that, you know, like, or, or, or in different ways, but yeah, a... I didn't, I didn't like, I've just accepted it, but it doesn't change the fact that Lindsay's question is valid, right, which yeah, is that's a good, 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 damn good question, actually. Cause, cause is, I, I bring that up before, like, is it better to just not do it? And then yeah. have just a fun Marvel movie or to mm-hmm. touch on the themes. Yeah, I just I get a I little get a little concerned with stuff like um, human trafficking. They the way that they put it up and bring it up in Black Widow because there's like really no discussion of like what happens to the widows afterwards. There's no like community care type of discussion going on or like government support. It's just like okay, we freed them. Free, Bye. run, Bye. women. Free. Yeah. Here's a jet. And that's that's they started totally going valid. for wayward, uh, wayward. Yeah, widow. and at, at that point, yeah. it just feels like it's almost harmful to characterize the issue in that way because it's putting the responsibility on these on these heroes um, and the individual as opposed to the community to, to support this um, this topic. And but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Is it better to just like never mention anything at all and like I don't but know? But see, I don't. I I think I I my argument is always that I believe I would rather have them touch on subjects. That maybe certain elements, certain uh, uh, groups of fans are just completely oblivious to because they just go to the movie for popcorn. And I'd rather, you know, they come home and they're like, what was that about? And then they they end up mentioning that with somebody who actually does know about the topic. And then it starts a conversation, you know. Mm -hmm. I would rather have that than... Uh, Batman versus Superman, which is never going to talk about anything real in this real world at all, you know, like, or, or Fast and the Furious or Harry Potter or like, you know, uh, I'll give Harry Potter a break. It, Those are all uh, themes uh, of family. Yeah. There's some yeah. Yeah. I live my life one like, quarter mile at a time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're gonna do that though, um, I mean, like, I'm trying to. Gosh, Dennis, you're gonna remember the name of this movie. Is it Twenty One Jump Street? I forget. But the one where they had like the, um, so they kind of were talking about like white collar crime, and then in the end credits, they had that sequence like explaining no, it's like the real other guys, issues. the other guys, yes, the other guys. Yes, Okay, so they didn't see a similar white collar crime, and uh, it was really super, super duper silly. But then at the end in the credits, they had a ton of like real issues, real history, and then yeah. actions that people could take afterwards. Hundred percent. So if, if Marvel wants yeah. to benefit over on some of these issues like human trafficking, like lead it into action in some way. Like re- remember, like when Black Panther came out and people were like applauding it and shit for oh, the, the, the themes that they were doing and then like someone finally said hey marvel you should like donate some money from this billion dollar movie you're making and they what did they end up doing like donating a couple million uh, how much did you donate none but i'm well, not i'm not putting myself on a pedestal you know profiting off the stuff either okay they're not putting themselves on a pedestal we put them on a pedestal that's that needs to be but they are they are profiting off of something they are absolutely issues. profiting yeah Yes, yeah. but back to what Lindsay's saying, I, I would love to see them get Adam McKay to come in and do a Marvel movie that actually has thought-provoking stuff from beginning to end. Um, I think that's the dream, though, right? Like, that's the dream, and that, that we can only hope that things get that far. But uh, in fairness, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at Phase 1, outside of Iron Man, you know, like, was, were a lot of them doing thought-provoking things that really, like, that did that made you say, hey – what is up with this world? You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, so I, I, I applaud them for trying to do more things like they did in black Panther or like they're doing in this movie or, or, um, I'm trying to think of other movies off the top of my head, but, uh, it, it is in no way the bar that I want them to stay at. I always want them to get better, but I have to, I have to at least acknowledge that in the world of, of mass consumption crap that's out there that you can go and watch for two hours of entertainment. I enjoy watching this a little bit more than a lot of those other things, you know? So I guess that's my review of the black widow. Like it's better than a lot of other crap out there for sure. That is not the greatest review that I've ever heard. No, but but I don't think it's the greatest Marvel movie either. Like I really Mm -hmm. don't, you know, I, I, I think we've, we haven't even mentioned the fact that like, the stakes were kind of silly because we knew that we knew where they had to end up at the end of the movie, well, right? We, yeah. we didn't know the stakes going into the movie. Like we didn't right. know we were fleeing. But we once but anything. once they were created, we knew that they had to be a hundred percent resolved right. by the end of the movie. So it's like, well, okay. We didn't we didn't actually know that. Like the red room didn't have to blow up, I guess. Like that could have yeah. gone on. He could have like there's a second red room well i mean to be fair hydra still keeps existing somehow even after it's been destroyed a million times a million times over yeah it's it's in the the packet yeah no it's i mean it's like again this is movie 24 it's fine it 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 fits in the slot you know it goes it goes on the bookshelf next to the the other ones and if is it okay that it's not as good as the others you know Sure, you know, I, sure. I, I'm not gonna like, you know, oh, this is the worst movie ever, and you know, I, you know, it's all part of a bigger story, and and another episode of that story it was fine. It hurt my masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> Where, uh, what, what, out of out of 
uh, a scale of one to ten, where would you guys put it? And then we're going to sign off here. Six. Frank. Six. Lindsay. Yeah, around six or seven. Six. Six-ish. Um, are we saying why or just rating? Uh, we can you can say why as well. Right with no context, that's fine. Okay, right with no context. Let's do it. You can say why. The rest of the episode. Six point one seven. I mean, we did give a lot of context. Yeah, there were just some. There were moments I liked. Um, things I liked about the character. I'm interested in hearing or seeing more from Yelena, uh, Alexi if they bring him back. Um, it was a Marvel romp. I didn't (laughs) dislike it. I also didn't like overly think it was. It's their solo. I get no. It slots. It slots in. You know, it's it's part of the story. I I appreciate more female-led movies. That's cool. what do you you rate your McNuggets? What do you guys rate your uh, Big Macs and your? I would rate. I would rate. I don't eat McDonald's, by the way. Um, It's always the same. (laughs) (laughs) I would rate. I gave this movie an eight because I went for Florence Pugh. I went for Florence Pugh, and I was thoroughly entertained by Florence Pugh the entire movie. But that was. All that I wanted to come see for this movie, you know, she like it's like it, an eight or a nine for me, for specifically. Yeah, like <laughs> like I didn't I, I didn't I didn't care about the other stuff. I didn't care who Taskmaster was. I didn't care about the quest that ScarJo was or sorry Natasha was going to go on. And that's you know that's me. And and like I said, I know I have my own biases. I know I have my own weird expectation that I took to the movie, but it made it really fun for me. And every time I watch it, I'm just watching it for Florence Pugh, and. Mm-hmm. I just freaking love it every time, uh, just because she entertains the crap out of me. David Harbour, kind of a bonus. He he makes me laugh too. So yeah, it's an eight for me, but I totally understand why. Uh, you know, you guys would give it a lower score. I just think I think it was better than the bottom half of of Marvel movies for sure. Yeah, uh, six is your, on the, six is on the top half of ten. What's everyone's <laughs> bottom bottom three Marvel movies? Uh, the the both Thor one and two are at the bottom for me. Gross. Thor two, Iron Man three, and uh, ooh, and, and not counting this, excluding this one too. So Thor, one. Thor one, I, uh, I would probably say uh, I use it used to be Captain America, but on the rewatch, I really love that movie a lot more. Um, so I would probably say the Incredible Hulk is is probably down there. It's it's not a great movie. Uh, it 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 gets it. You know, the funniest thing about all these is the further we go, they keep trying to make the older movies matter a little bit more. Um, but that one matters less and less the further we go. It just feels, you know, it just kind of feels like. Uh, and that's and that's and that makes sense. Right. Because you don't you don't want people to have to go back and watch the one that doesn't have Ruffalo in it. Uh, you just you want to remember just the Ruffalo. And so, you know, if they can cherry pick the things from it and put them in better movies later, you know, like have William Hurt and have the abomination and have all these things like, then we don't need the Hulk as much. And so, um, yeah. Poor, I poor think. Tyler. Lindsay or bottom three. Yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of similar to you guys, honestly, like Thor two is probably there. Um, Cap- the original Captain America, maybe Iron Man two. I didn't love that movie either. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But cool. That was an extra added bonus there. But uh, I do know that we got to get going. Uh, sorry, Frank, for keeping you a little over. Uh, thank you for for thank you for getting together just to talk about this movie. And I do you know recommend that everybody uh, who gets a chance to watch it after checking this out or or watches it later and then checks this out 
Uh, feel free to leave in the comments what you thought about the movie uh, so we can talk more. And then be sure to tune in to us every Friday, uh, you know, for the regular uh, old Mostly Marvel podcast where we talk about everything going on. Yeah, tell, tell us how wrong our takes are. Tell us how right our takes are. Yeah, um, tell Frank how wrong his takes are. Rip, <laughs> rip into me in the comments section if you have to. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But and make sure Frank, like, like and subscribe and tell all your friends to rip into me too in the comments. Just section. rip there Frank. Yeah, just, there you just go. Destroy me. Rip Frank. Have a good weekend and we'll be back for Loki next week. See Bye you guys. guys.